Welcome to the Making Waves at Sea Level podcast with your host, Tom Singer. In each episode, we will explore the interesting stories of business executives, entrepreneurs, and industry leaders who are shaking things up and growing their companies. It is time to make some waves. Now here's your host, Tom Singer. Hey there. You have found your way to another episode of Making Waves at Sea Level. Thank you so much for pulling your chair up to what we used to call the Cool Kids Table. This show started six and a half years ago. Uh, It was originally titled Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do, and it's been a great journey for now almost 650 episodes. We're going to close in on that in the next few weeks, and I really can't believe that we have interviewed solopreneurs, entrepreneurs, business leaders, and really anybody who sort of has that spirit of shaking things up in business. Uh, Last year, I changed the name to Making Waves at Sea Level because I now work for an executive search firm, so I'm spending a lot of time talking to people who head up companies who are looking for ways to shake things up, and I wanted to have some congruency in my life, so I changed the name of the show, but we're still talking to really cool people who are doing cool things, and today, we have Josh Ellis. Now, some of you may know who Josh is if you're a reader or a subscriber to Success Magazine because he is the editor-in-chief of that publication, which has been around a really long time, but he has been at the helm for about five years. His background is he was a sports writer, but uh, he has made the switch to everything business, and he runs that magazine, and uh, they deal with business and personal development for entrepreneurs, and I have been a reader of Success Magazine for easily 20-plus years, so I'm really glad to meet Josh and to have him here on the show. Hey, Josh, welcome to making waves at sea level. It's great to be here, Tom. I I um I, I hate that six hundred people got to do it before me. I'm 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 glad that my time has come. You know, your time your time is here, but everything happens for a reason at sort of the right time. So Josh, give us a little bit more of your background. So, you know, you went to school for journalism. Where 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 did this all go? Yeah, I, I when I was a kid, uh I wanted to be a sports writer. I was uh I, I was I'm embarrassed to say it now, but uh, I, I was like obsessed with, uh, with the NFL, uh, big grew up in Texas, was a big Cowboys fan. Um, and so I started out, uh, you know, I, I cut my teeth, like covering the local soccer games and, and the volleyball junior varsity volleyball games and stuff that the, the hometown paper sports, uh, writers didn't, didn't want to bother with. So they sent 15 year old me out there, <laughs> uh, went to college, got some internships, things like that. Uh, and I, I did get my chance to, uh, to cover the NFL. Uh, and I worked for DallasCowboys.com and, and uh, the team magazine wrote for the game day programs, uh, that sort of thing. And, um, you know, it t- turned out that, uh, that uh, you know, they, they spend a lot of money on people far more talented than me over there. Uh, and, and so it, uh, it uh, became a, a career realization that I'd better find something, uh, you know, better, uh, better use of my talents. So when did you make the switch over to success? I got here in 2012. Yeah. I'd been, it's, it's at the time I was, I was bummed about it because the, um, you know, sports writing was the dream job. That's the Cowboys were where I wanted to end up. Um, and, but I, I just like, I couldn't afford to have a girlfriend, you know? <laughs> so it was, it was, uh, it was a move that I had to make and, and I did not, was not, uh, particularly, um, 
you know, entrenched in personal development or business content, didn't know much about it at the time. Um, um, but, but I, I really came to embrace it. Um, and I identified with it because my dad had been an entrepreneur, uh, struggling entrepreneur, uh, basically did it all himself the hard way and um, never really got ahead at it. He just kind of built a job for himself. And um, over the years, I, I started to see that uh, the stuff that we do in every issue of the magazine and across our, our website and so many other places is um, what my dad needed to, to maybe to level up and take the next step. And, and uh, so, um, you know, I, I hope that that's, that's the way, that's the level that I connect with it uh, now is, um, you know, hopefully making things easier on uh, some other people who are creating jobs and, and um, making it uh, more possible for other people to, to have their dream job. So have you always had sort of that entrepreneurial thing inside you or that, that leader thing inside you? Because uh, being the editor in chief of a magazine like that, you've got to be entrepreneurial. You've got to be, you know, that, that leadership person. Was that always something that you saw? Not, not all journalists have that. Well, I, I mean, I always, um, you know, I always sort of held myself to a, a very high standard and, and um, in whatever, whatever I was engaged in work, school, whatever, I wanted to do my best. And, uh, if I was involved with it, I wanted, uh, you know, if it was a, a team that I was on or something like that, I was uh, gung ho about making it the best that it could be. And so, um, yeah, I, I, I maybe would come to find out later on that that's leadership. Um, but I, I didn't, uh, necessarily, I wasn't always necessarily volunteering to be the club president or anything like that, but, uh, by osmosis, sometimes we, we bring others along with us and, and, um, attract them to our standard of, of, of doing things. And um, so I was in a position where I had a great mentor here uh, early on uh, once I became an editor at Success, a uh, very junior editor. I was only like 25 at the time. Uh, she moved on and there was a leadership vacuum. And, um, you know, I was the right place, right time, right attitude uh, to get promoted. And, and uh, it's been a fun five plus years since then. So I like to talk to people about shaking things up. I call the show Making Waves. Uh, so what are some things you're doing at the magazine right now that are, that are changing it up and, and making waves in, in journalism? Well, um, so, so success, as you mentioned, has been around a long time, 124 years. Um, and uh, you don't, no magazine uh, stays static for that long. They're constantly evolving and, and uh, the needs of the readership are constantly evolving. Success was actually just purchased um, late last year by a company called EXP World Holdings, which has as its biggest uh, subsidiary EXP Realty. Um, so we, it's not a real estate magazine, but we serve solopreneurs. We, we uh, specifically people who are, um, you know, maybe they've been at it a while. Um, previously, I had thought of our readership as uh, someone who was just kind of side hustle curious, that sort of thing. Uh, and it was very much about encouraging entrepreneurship. And now, um, you know, we, we tend to think of our reader uh, because of the ownership change as someone who is, uh, has, you know, a few years under their belt and some experience and has experienced some success. And so we're trying to level up our content, uh, provide, provide insights and, and perspectives that, um, you know, a, a more seasoned solopreneur or entrepreneur uh, could find valuable. And so, uh, we're actually in the process of, of, of redesigning, uh, reimagining the the magazine. We're, we're creating um, new, a new chapter structure that's with each chapter led by editors. The chapters are 
uh, money and people, uh, hustle, lifestyle, uh, sales and marketing. Uh, and, um, and, and, and so that's, that's actually one of the things that I want to talk about today is, is we're really in the middle of an open casting call. The people listening to this show, uh, you're invited to apply to be our hustle editor. We're talking about hosting a podcast, just, just like yours, Tom, uh, writing a column in the magazine, that sort of thing. Uh, so it's a great opportunity for somebody uh, who has that, um, that wish to positively impact millions of people potentially, uh, it's a great opportunity to, um, to to get your name out there in front of them. So this was something I wanted to dive into. I loved the idea of this hustle editor. I mean, we hear a lot in the world of entrepreneurship, especially self-employed or small business, solopreneur type people, you know, about, about hustle. And we also often talk about the side hustle. And some companies, big companies, are really cool with their employees having a side hustle. Some companies are not. So let's talk about what is this hustle editor? What's the focus of the hustle section of success magazine. Yeah, it's really about, it it is uh, about encouraging people to level up. And so that may be uh, by seeking personal or professional development, setting goals, um, creating the steps to achieve those goals. Um, And, you know, that, that may be, if, if you're working within a company that may be through originally through a side hustle. If you have a side hustle, it might mean leveling up, uh, through to, by trying to make that become your main hustle. And if you have a small business, it means becoming a medium-sized business so you can be a large business. It, it basically means uh, grinding, the DIY thing that so many entrepreneurs do uh, on, on the way up. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that, uh, you know, this position is somebody who has, who has done that sort of thing, who, whose friends look to them for motivation and inspiration. Maybe they're a leader in their own, their own right, uh, and, um, you know, they, they can, they can tell a story that, um, our readers and, and our audience will, um, you know, be able to learn from and, and hope to emulate. So I'm really interested in this, not that I'm interested in this, but I'm interested in kind of what you're doing with it. So the person you're looking for, is this a full-time position? Is this a part-time position? What, what, what is the, the hustle editor all about? Oh, I think it's a part-time position, but it's really a talent role, um, I'll fix the commas and put in place the parentheses and quotation marks. Now all of a sudden, now all of a sudden, have to spell. Now you're interested. Now I can apply. If there's no commas and spelling involved, I'm going to apply. Yeah, yeah. So I got to keep myself in business. That's what I do. Is I, I, uh, you know, just just check uh, check thesaurus.com and make the small words bigger words, right? Um, No, this is this is somebody who we we want people to to learn from to have. Uh, perspective. So we're talking about hosting a podcast, writing a column in the magazine, hosting live trainings um, uh, through through uh, our social platforms, and um, really just being a teacher. We want somebody who can teach the audience how to hustle like they do. I, I mean, I think that's great. So when we look at the world of business right now and this term hustle, a lot of people got turned upside down. I know my career as a professional speaker and trainer came to a grinding halt uh, exactly a year ago this week as the live events business kind of pulled the parking brake. Um, My assumption is it's going to be another year or so before it really gets back to to some sort of, you know, place where, where it was. So I had to sort of reinvent myself. So I, you know, just my own story is I took a job with an executive search firm. Uh, because I've always had an interest in that field. I had a lot of good connections, but I didn't take a full-time position because I still wanted to keep my speaking business going. 
and my training and my coaching alive. And then uh, I ended up hosting three podcasts that I'm now the paid host for three organizations podcasts. So my hustle, where one year ago I had a single type of income because I was a professional speaker and master of ceremonies, now I have like four different lanes in which I use to make money in order to keep keep myself going. Is that something you're seeing in a lot of people? Have a lot of people had to just reinvent themselves and throw out the traditional you know, I have a job or I have this career and, and, you know, keep a lot of balls in the air at once. Yeah. So we've all been in that position in life. And for a lot of people, it was one year ago this week where uh, the world comes crashing down and the, 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 the initial instinct is to just sort of wallow in it for a minute and to feel bad about yourself. And for the most successful people, that doesn't last very long because they realize that, um, you know, nothing is going to change unless they change. Uh, as Jim Rohn would have said. So uh, the uh, a hustler is somebody who uh, would find then an answer to that problem and pursue it uh, tirelessly if need be um, to, to, to keep, to keep the, the, the balls in the air, the plate spinning, that sort of thing. The, the show must go on. Uh, and um, you know, uh, uh, the, the kind of person that we're, that we're looking for and, and, and our readers, I hope, um, won't be denied by the, the tough circumstances. And it sounds like that's exactly what you did, Tom. And a lot of people have, have, have found that part of their personality in the last year. It's been, it's been really cool to see it because there's also some, some, some people who are still wallowing um, and they're not, they're not getting ahead. Um, and, but there's other people who have really grown in this past year and, and we'll look back at, at, at how they've, how they've come through it and be proud. So my dad passed away about seven years ago, and he was not an entrepreneur. He worked for an insurance company for his entire his entire career. But in the back of my mind the last year, I just always heard him because he always said, go out there and be scrappy. Sometimes you're going to get the, the, the lemons, you make lemonade. And I just, the whole year, I've just heard my dad going, go out there and be scrappy. And so that's, that's, been, my, that's been my motto for 12 months. It sounds like you made him proud this, uh, this last year, for sure. Maybe, maybe. So- you know, as we think about this idea of side hustles, one of the things when I knew I was having you on and we were going to talk about this whole, you know, hustle section of the magazine and what that means and what is a side hustle. So it's become really popular uh, the last few years. The millennial generation has kind of been brought up that in addition to your career job, have something on the side. You never know when your job is going to go away. However, I've talked to some C-level executives who don't like their employees, even in 2021, to have side hustles. I, I know some people who in their job contract, they're not allowed to have other income outside of the company that they work for because the company wants them in. Do you see more of that or less of that lately? You know, I, I think that you're seeing less of it, especially as my generation and the generation younger than me uh, enters the workforce. It's, it's, it's something that, that they, they feel, um, you know, I hate to say entitled because that's the word that gets thrown around for us a lot. But, um, you know, we, we all basically want to uh, work within a, a, what we feel is our purpose. And, you know, if you work for an insurance company like your dad did, that maybe is not necessarily something that you feel every day. And so you have to change your motivations to, you know, putting food on the table for the family. But um, a lot of us, you know, uh, today, um, you know, want want the, the time that we spend giving our effort, uh, our hours to, to be more meaningful to us. And um, so so I think that more employers are OK with it. Um, the only the only time that it would, it would bother me, I mean, our, our 
editors over the years, of course, are double as freelance writers. Uh, the only time that it would bother me is if they were writing for a competing publication. I understand, you know, not, not wanting the competitor to get ahead. And I think that that's totally valid. So, so no uh, writing, no writing for entrepreneur when you work for success. You better use a, a pen name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So let's, let's talk about sort of your leadership style. You've been, you've been in the, the main chair for, for quite some time. So what's, what's your leadership style? What is, what is leadership to you? Well, I'll tell you a story. Um, when I first became editor in chief, I, I was younger than now. I'm, I'm, uh, some people would look at me and and still be surprised. Like he's way too young to be doing that job. Um, I was 29 when I became the editor in chief of success. And, um, and there were people working for me who were in one case, twice my age, uh, more than twice my age and had been uh, working at magazines for a really long time. And so I, uh, I felt a lot of imposter syndrome and it, uh, I, I just, I felt like, who am I to, to, um, you know, have my opinion, who am I to have the final say, who am I for my opinion to, uh, carry extra weight, uh, for the, than, than this person and, and whatever the situation. And, and what it led me to was ultimately just a lot of, of appreciation for, for them, uh, and their talents and skills and, um, and, and empathy for what they were going through. One of the, one of the first changes that, uh, I'm, I made is, as is when I became editor in chief, as I, as I said, I, I don't want us to write about thought leaders, um, you know, speakers, authors. I want our writers and editors to, to, dive into these experiences so that they can provide the thought leadership themselves and grow in their own way and tell the readers about it. And so we challenged the editors and, and our freelance writers. I mean, we, we had, uh, you know, one, one writer went on a, a hike, one of the most treacherous hikes in, in um, North America. Another one took up stand up comedy. Uh, and so they were going through all this and, uh, I, because of my imposter syndrome as a, you know, first time uh, boss manager, I was like, I have to dive in. I have to get into the foxhole with them uh, and do a story like this myself. And so I took up boxing and I, 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 I um, you know, I trained and, and I actually signed up for an amateur fight. And uh, so that's the story of um, how I, I took a punch for the people on my team. Um, that's so I, I hopefully, uh, that's ex- exemplary of, of my leadership style is just a lot of appreciation, uh, for the, for the people who I work with and, and who happen to fall under me in, in hierarchy. Um, and, you know, seeing what they do and, and appreciating what they do and feeling compelled to, uh, be doing it right alongside them. Uh, I think I think that you have to be one of the people, not um, you know, not uh, ahead of them or leading from behind. I think you've got to be right there with them. So, as you look at the changes that are coming to the magazine, as you're making some waves, you're shaking it up and things like that. What what are you most excited about about the future? When does the next? When does the first episode episode? When does the first uh, uh, edition run uh, with the new format? And and what are you looking forward to most? 
Yeah, so the the first issue uh, with this new format will be available April sixth, um, and there's there's a ton of changes in, in the issue. It's a full redesign. The the thing that excites me most about what we're doing at Success right now um, is that we're moving from being uh, as we have been for almost 125 years, a media outlet that pushes out content uh, to becoming uh, more of a a, a, a um, a, a venue, a, a place, a gathering place for the kind of people who would be interested in that content. So we're launching um, what amounts to our own social network. Uh, everybody's really tired, I think, of Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. We're all on them, but we hate them in a way. Um, they, they, uh, you know, we, we we see the worst in one another on on there, uh, and we we feel compelled to. Um, you know, they, they drag us down. We see our friends who, who are really only posting their highlights and we don't see their struggles and things like that. Uh, so we've started Achievers, uh, the Success Achievers community, which you can find at achievers.success.com. And, and it's, a, it's a platform uh, where you can connect with like-minded people, yes. Um, but you can also uh, get the, the live training that I mentioned from our new editors. The Hustle Editor will uh, interact with the community there. And um, it's a... It's a place where, um, you know, you can network, but you can also share your stories of, of challenges that you've been through so that your experience can be beneficial for, for other people. And you can find mentorship from people who are ahead of you in their journey uh, as well. So I really hope that people will check it out and, and, and take advantage of it um, and, and um, you know, find groups there to connect with and the, so that they can grow. Awesome. Well, Josh, I've got a couple of more questions for you. I'm not going to let you go yet. But first, right. I have to thank the sponsor of this episode. So this episode, like all of them, is brought to you by Podfly Productions. Podfly, they take the time and the headache out of creating your own podcast. Podfly sets you up with the right equipment, training, and guidance to ensure that you sound amazing. They do all the heavy lifting and that pesky technical work so that you can focus on creating great content growing your audience, and interviewing really cool people like Josh Ellis. Hey, if you want to start a podcast, and I know that some of you do, jump over to podfly.net slash cool things and check out the offer that they have for the listeners of this show. So I always ask people, what are the cool things they're doing? But this platform sounds really interesting. And what was it that led you to thinking that an interactive platform was part of media instead of just the push. I mean, a lot of places have tried this and few have succeeded. Yeah. A lot of things. We have a big team and, and um, we all sort of arrived at it together. I think that um, one of the things that you see uh, in, in media now is if somebody, if, if uh, a news outlet posts a story uh, and it's, it's from the New York times say, um, then it, it, it gets a little bit of engagement. Um, but if, if one of your friends and on one of your social networks shares a story then, and creates a conversation in the comments, that sort of thing, um, and, and maybe they agree with the story, maybe they disagree with the story, but the connection between um, them and the, uh, their friends, and we'll say audience, um, is a lot stronger there. There's, there's, there's actual engagement. 
Um, it's not just, it's, it's not just a, a billboard that you drive by. Um, it's, it's actual connection to the audience. And so that's what, um, I think that we'll probably, we will probably not be alone in media circles and trying to, to, to create this sort of community, but, um, yeah, it's, it's very much, uh, in my opinion, the future of, of media. So what advice do you have for leaders who need to make some changes? They need to shake things up. They need to do a redesign. They need to launch new platforms or whatever industry they're in. They just need to make those waves. What advice do you have for the leaders? Yeah, not to be afraid of the possibilities. Sometimes um, we tend to, um, you know, just just imagine worst case scenarios. And um, the worst case scenario is only one of the many scenarios. There are infinite possibilities of how things could go in the future. And usually the worst one does, does not uh, end up. You can, um, you, you, you may not reach the best case scenario, but, but there are so many places to fall in, in the mix. And, and so that's why, that's why people are interested in side hustles. One, they like to create uh, uh, fallback plans for themselves. And, and if you're taking a risk, be willing to create a fallback plan for yourself, uh, of course. But um, yeah, don't uh, don't be afraid. Basically, nice. So, Josh, if somebody's listening to this and they're thinking, uh, "I want to be the hustle editor," what what do they need? What do you need from them? Where do they apply? How do they go about this? Yeah. So uh, it's a it's a very short questionnaire, actually, um, with name, social media handles. Why do you want to be the social editor? or hustle editor, and you can find it at success.com slash hustle dash editor. Um, and yeah, you, you could apply in five minutes and I personally will check out every single person who applies. That is uh, a promise. So success.com slash hustle dash editor. All right. So everybody's going to go and apply. I'm going to have more competition because now I have to apply, but uh, this has been a lot of fun. I'm really glad you agreed to come onto the podcast uh, this has been a lot of fun. I'm like I said, I'm a reader. I'm really excited to seeing the the episode, the the uh, edition that comes out in April, uh, because I think that's going to be awesome, and I'll feel like I kind of had the inside track when I get my April magazine. So that's going to be awesome. Hey, if somebody wants to get a hold of you, what's the easiest way for them to find you? Well, you know, I've I've got to got to tell you to go to achievers.success.com. I'm all over uh, all over the site there, and you'll be able to connect with me and our other, the other members of the editorial board that are already in place and, and so many other people that you've got to meet. So achievers.success.com. Awesome. Go check it out. And thank you again, Josh Ellis, for being a guest here on Making Waves at Sea Level. Thank you to everybody who tuned in and listened. I say it every single episode. If it wasn't for the audience, why would we do this podcast? Uh, I started it six and a half years ago with the idea of having some access to really smart people who are doing cool things, and I thought I would do 50 interviews just to get myself out of a rut, and I never stopped, and I don't have any intention of stopping anytime soon. It's a lot of fun. I get to meet really cool people uh, like Josh, but for all of you, go out there, whatever they are, flex your business muscles. Make sure that your ladder is against the correct career wall because you do not want to climb to the top of the career ladder only to find out you were in the wrong place all along. I know because I did that for like 20 years. And you want to go out there, you want to make some waves, you want to shake things up, and you want to have some fun. So go out there and have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Making Waves at Sea Level podcast. Without your listening to these in-depth conversations, there would be no show. 
Connect with Tom at TomSinger.com and follow him on Twitter and Instagram at TomSinger. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.